welcome. Please stand by. I'm a temporary employee, commonly referred to as a temp, but I don't consider it just my job. I consider it in life as well. And I think if more people thought about it this way, that we're just temporary employees on this planet, this rock, that's uncontrollably spinning with no one driving to avoid oncoming traffic, perhaps people would be nicer and we could dissolve the work week and just hang out. A temp is a species of human that occasionally wanders into the public eye, similar to the Patagonia Mara or the Greater Northwoods Sasquatch. And like all those species mentioned, you get similar stunned reactions from people not quite believing what they are seeing. And I chose to embrace this. A unique specimen with the special ability to arrive 20 minutes late. Time being the only judge and jury of my existence. An unspoken bridge into my failures. An unspeakable law of why I was temporary. And in embracing this existence that, yes, everything is going to work out. You're going to love this job. And they're going to love you at this job. You look for signs from the cosmos that things are going to go your way. A full four-day supply of clean underwear. Arteries intact after shaving without incident. A perfectly timed train arrival. But what usually happens to me... A reoccurring dream of forcing a breakup with my last girlfriend, who actually dumped me. Ten years ago. Then I wake up, realizing I'm wearing the fourth day of underwear, while lying on a tear-soaked pillow. And in hoping to get a quick caffeine fix, I instead must engage in long lines at the local cafe for orders of lattes and foams and creams and syrups, which destroys my patience and destroys the ideals for the whole concept of coffee to go. And then I miss my train. Now you might ask, why is this the reality I choose to embrace? Because of clocks metaphysical clock ticks. Clocks which drain every minute of life that you surrender to it, doing things you don't want to do, but for the sake of rent. And because my employer dangles an additional 75 cents to my hourly wage. And somehow I tend to buy into it. And when you next come to Having shut your emotions down until you are at the office entrance, you become aware you are being directed to your area of banishment. And on your way there, you try to remember the way out in case you need to make an emergency exit from the effects of the mind-numbing boredom. But you realize it's useless. Fluorescent hall after fluorescent hall. The same set of cubicles on the right. 
row upon row of legal-sized filing cabinets on the left. Each turning corner, the same state of being. Drab office decor that repeats itself. An endless journey. A corporate drawing by M.C. Escher. Could that be the third floor kitchenette? Or that one? Perhaps levels are no longer necessary, and it doesn't matter what floor you get on. Your keyboard will be the same. Your binder clips will always be within arm reach. And that cat picture with the crayon-colored frame that says, Poofy Goofy, will always lie deep in one corner near a plastic phone that always has a red voicemail light lit up on it. And finally you arrive at the cubicle next to the fax machine that is no longer acknowledged. And you begin to wonder, is the air they pump in laced with anxiety? Yes, there are negative thoughts, so easy to slip down, like the bunny hill in a very dark and deserted ski park. And you have to pull yourself back from the edge. Keep dog paddling through the psychic pain of surrendering control. So you push to your happy place, remembering a time having finished a meal of tacos and dim sum at one of those restaurants that hides their indecision by using the term fusion in their name. And you remember they had fortune cookies the size of empanadas. And as you unraveled the scroll inside, it read, Normalcy is spending the majority of hours of your life with people you never care about. Spiritually broken, but earning a check. Abnormalcy is not joining a group, living in happiness in silence, low blood pressure, and large credit card bills. And you decide no matter what, you're going to blow that extra pile of 75 cents an hour and go back there. And in the meantime, you lick envelopes, hoping that this time you might get a few shares of this startup company you're at so they can launch an IPO on Wall Street, become publicly traded, burn through all their money, create a scandal when people realize they didn't have any way to make money in the first place. So they downsize and then become absorbed by multiple private equity companies. And with that, you look for the coffee bar and for the farthest bathroom in hopes of reducing the minutes that tick by in your day. This has been an episode of the Flypaper Podcast. Music provided by Black Ferns at blackfernsmusic.com. Please help elevate this podcast. Leave a review. Until next time, stand by.